we back again with another episode. What up, hoes? Hey, hey, y'all. Thank y'all for joining us for another episode of The Chaos Cousins. <laughs> Where we are the chaos. And we bring the ruckus. That's all we do there. Squad. Squad, squad. You're such a nerd. <laughs> I was talking about y'all couldn't see it. Alright, so I think this whole episode is about to be about us giving, and when I say us, I mean us as a people, giving each other, like, grace, giving spiritualists and your conjurers grace, and, like, space and opportunity, and, like, coming to each other like we got some sense and not overstepping our boundaries. Like, have some fucking cooth, some damn decorum. (laughs) You took the words out of my mouth. (laughs) I really feel like people look at spiritualists like they're not humans, and that should be bothering me because it's like, nigga, where is the grace? Like, we are people with whole lives on our own spiritual journey on top of that. Like, and I feel like a lot of people expect their spiritualists to like just drop everything and be of service. And like, bruh, I gotta be of service to myself first. If I can't be of service to myself, I can't be of service to and you shouldn't want a spiritualist that can't take care of their own spiritual hygiene first. Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't want none of that. It seems like it's going to get musty up in there. Real, real murky. Mm-hmm. We like to keep the spiritualist streets a little less musty out here. It's just simple shit. Like, motherfuckers don't even be saying hi and hello. Like, that shit will grind oh. my gears to the to the lower line come. Because why... Like you, bro. Like you don't go nowhere and not, and not address someone, even if it's like some shit where you ain't speaking. You just did a head nod. But this is like social media streets. You can't head nod to nobody. So motherfucker, say hello first. Hi, how you doing? What was your day? I hope you doing. I hope the message finds you well. Wait, wait, who raised y'all? I really be wanting to know. Like I see that stuff all the time, being on TikTok live or something like that. I'm like, yo. How in the world do y'all think it's okay to just bombard up in here, be asking questions about some nigga that don't they don't want you, or if you somebody pregnant, this that third? No, no, he don't. No, A and A C B, E D F G does not want to be with you. The way I look at it, my DMs, um, especially on Instagram and Twitter, y'all be lucky if I see it because I got that set up where it's like if I don't follow you, you go into the requests, babe. Um, and like everyone, like once, once every two weeks, I feel like, hmm, let's go check and see who's in the graveyard right now. Let's revive some people. It don't be nothing in there, but like just dropping all of their trauma onto me. And like you were saying, Mecca, like we are still people, regardless of if we're spiritualists or not. Just because you have all of these questions, I know like as a spiritualist, it's still my job to like help people. Cool. Great. But I'm still human. So you can't sit here and like bombard me and you don't know what I'm going through that day. So if I don't get back to you that same day, you can't be upset at me about that. But I will get back to you. But if you sit here and like want an immediate response, it's never going to happen. Because it's like how you don't do this with your friends. The problem is some of them bitches do do that with them friends. I'm going through something like it's crazy because a lot of people will start it with hey Mecca I know that you're you know battling or struggling with XYZ but if you have the space clearly I don't have the space clearly like you really fix your fingers just like that and it blows my mind every time because I'm just like again going back to the fact that I feel like people don't look at spiritualists as humans like 
And that's why I tell people all the time, like, do not put me on a pedestal because I will disappoint you every single time. Period. Like, I'm human. I'm human. Like, we we can set space for other people, but those same people need to set space for us. And on on the topic of, like, not treating people, not treating spiritualists like we're human, it's just, like, I don't understand how y'all will sit here and see like I'm appalled up to even hear that someone would say I know you're struggling with XYZ but if you have the space what, 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 what do you take me for and it's like it just seems to think that they like like oh it just comes so natural that there's that I, I think there's this misconception that like spiritualists live easy lives I think that's what the fuck it is. Like, they think our lives are easy. No, bitches, we just make it look easy. But that does not mean, like, your spiritualist might be getting their head beat between the washer and dryer about some shit they got to do on their own spiritual path and their own soul's quest. (laughs) Because we all have one. So it's just like, you know, you don't know that spiritualist might be dealing with grief. They might have a loved one that just passed away. They might have relationship stuff going on. They might have they got God forbid they got kids. Like y'all just don't be thinking about that at all. And it's like, let's start humanizing our spiritualists. And let's put some respect on them. And let's maybe extend some grace that they are human beings and they are not in front of their phones 24-7 to see your messages. Mm-hmm. That's the difference between an actual spiritless and, you know, um, the girlies <laughs> or a content creator. Okay, the pretty girls with cards. Okay, the pretty girls with cards. Read directly from the guidebook every time. Now, you ain't have to say that. But okay. I did. <laughs> I did. Because I'm tired of getting on TikTok and I see, like, I literally saw a girl that was charging $30 for one card readings and she literally shuffled. The card came out. She picked up the book and read what it said. And this ain't like it's an oracle card or anything. No, like, that. like it would this be is... acceptable if it's an oracle because, well, they have specific messages and you might have an inkling to like, oh, let me let me give you this because I know that this says this and it's got words that's better than what I could say. OK, cool. No, you doing this with a 78 card tarot deck, ma'am. I need you to hang it up. It, ain't even, it don't even be 78 cards. You know, they're picking at like a 73 because they done lost some. <laughs> <laughs> they took out they took out the cards that represented a damn Zodiac side. They don't like, you know, mm-hmm. took them out. Like my ex the was death the Aries. Card. The devil. Oh, no. <laughs> Look, this, <laughs> this wasn't supposed to be a shading other like spiritualists, but those are the spiritualists that set up this like n- notion or misconception of what other spiritualists do. Let me tell you this. Even if I got to the point where I could be on my phone 24-7 responding to messages, I can't because it's like, I like to have a life outside of this whole spiritual thing. I like to go out. I like to have fun. I like, when I was able to drink, I used to like to drink. Moment of silence. Thank you. Thank you. And we're back. All right, cool. So... (laughs) But yeah, it's like thinking about like the way that they interact with people online is the reason why that a lot of other spiritualists have the issues that we have right now. They set the tone. Like they set the tone for what people expect. And it's just like, you know, first off, let's start off with the fact that no two spiritualists are the same. So like 
what you come to expect from one, don't expect it from me. <laughs> Please. Because if you come to me talking about some, well, so-and-so conjurer down the street um, lets me do so-and-so. This ain't so-and-so's conjure over here. This is mine. Look, I understand like every spiritualist has their own thing. Some people allow certain stuff. You, It's the same way of like going to somebody else's house. Certain people allow certain things. I don't allow shoes being walked around in my house. You can be fine with that, but that's not over here. Well said, brother Conjo. Well, well articulated. Okay. You. The root of it is, is like, I really would like for people to treat everybody with some respect when it comes to this stuff because the thing that really irks me is like I understand for most of people when they come to us they are most likely at least when I see them because of the stuff that I do y'all at y'all last part y'all at y'all like I need to figure this out like quick I need to make something move ace like right now I get that you are you are basically at the 911 call but please still give me the courtesy of realizing I'm a person. I understand that you might be in a crisis and I get that. And I meet you where you at, but respect is given, but disrespect is earned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what? I saw something on Twitter today about respect that really got me thinking. And it was a uh, people just be reposting TikToks on Twitter all the time. I don't know what that's about, but okay. It was a, a video of this lady and she was kind of getting herself together in the mirror. She said, you know, some people, when they talk about respect, they mean and uh, treat me as a human being. And other people, when they talk about respect, they mean treat me like an authority. So when you come across a person who's like, mm, well, if you don't respect me, like, and if you don't treat me like an authority, then I'm not going to treat you like a human being. And I think that kind of dynamic plays out within the client to spiritualist situation because it's just certain, sometimes it's just like, like Mecca said, like we're, like we're continuing to say, there's just the humanness just gets taken up out of it, and it's like, would you talk to your to your friend that way? Would you talk to your mother that way? Would would you fuck all of that? Would you talk I'm to your partner boy. that way? Like, if this is the love of your life, are you are you not saying hi? Good morning. How'd you sleep? I mean, I don't. You don't have to ask me how I slept, but damn, hello. Greet me and don't tell me good morning. Tell me happy rising because I don't like that shit. Fair. I also think that goes back to what we were kind of talking about earlier about like <clears throat> compensating your spiritualist because like where Keon was like when people come to him it's kind of like at that nine one one point where it's just like hey I can help. For me, I feel like I attract a lot of people who are just starting out consciously on their journey. And it's like, I understand that y'all have questions. Like, I get it. But, like, after two days of conversation, at this point, I'm going to need to book a consultation and respect my time. Because it's like, and I always use the analogy of, like, a doctor. <laughs> you're not going to make a doctor, you're not going to call your doctor and be asking your doctor 50,000 questions and asking them to run 50,000 tests with you that you're not going to have to pay for that. Like, that's not how that works. Because at some point it's going to be okay, come into the office and let's get you some blood work, let's get you XYZ. And you know there's going to be a copay with that. So I feel like it's the same thing with your spiritualist. Like, at least respect their time enough to the point where you're like, okay, I have specific questions. There are things that I want to know. Let me go ahead and sign up in their book. Let me, let me book a consultation. Let me pay them for their time. Because I feel like people think that 
number one, we have all the answers. I, 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 I don't have all the answers. Sometimes your spirits don't want to talk to me, and that's fine. So we have to use other methods. And if I got to pull out my deck, <laughs> you're going to compensate me. But what is it? Right. That's just that on that. On that. And when you were saying, like, treat it like, uh, like a doctor's appointment, I have consultations on my website, and I'm pretty sure it's the cheapest thing on there. And I also will refund you if the consultation does not give you what you need and we can't move forward from here. Because it's like, I'm not just going to take your money just because like, oh, well, you're doing all of this. I want you to be good. I want things to work out for you. I'm not just going to take from you if I can't give anything back to you. And people need to have that same, same look at it. Like the relationship, the client to spiritualist relationship should be symbiotic in a way it shouldn't be parasitic and so it's like if you are draining me and you are not putting because it's all energy money is energy like you have to think about that and it's like if you're just draining me of my energy my life force my time which is shit I can't get back and it's I'm getting nothing in return this is not a healthy dynamic and I feel like for me it's funny (laughs) going back to what y'all were saying about who you attract I feel like for me I attract people that are in transitions like I attract the people that are like going from one chapter and opening another and so I I typically it's not as urgent I will say that like people that are kind of going through that chrysalis phase there it's not as urgent so I feel like I'm not getting as much as the brunt as you guys are but even in that there's the well let me pick your brain no because that's not free the shit that I know I know because life beat my ass I know because I worked for it. I know because I did the I, I did the research myself and I did the experiments myself because I'm an analyst and a scientist at heart. So I'm going to go put that shit to the test and see and then document my results because data. So this is like, hmm, hmm, maybe just, again, treat us with kindness and have some patience. And I feel like the thing about this is though, I think it's because a lot of people in the world don't know how to give grace. Like if you can't give yourself grace, then you don't know how to give other people grace. And so work on that. Let's let's just PSA, that's the homework. Work on learning how to give yourself, yes, with the hands, work on learning how to give yourself grace because that will spill over into many other aspects of life. It's just good, just, just good. Okay. Um... Since this is a, this is a place of transparency here, um, so how do we all give ourselves grace? Some people like genuinely might not know how to give themselves grace because this world treats us and teaches us that we have to be at full throttle, and anything less than perfection is not acceptable. I think that's a really good question. Like the ways that you give yourself grace are being kind to yourself. I think the first thing is what is the quality and I say this all the time it's a journal question I say all the time what is the quality of your internal dialogue or your internal monologue whatever like what is the quality of that because if it's like you stupid bitch and you can never do shit right and you always fuck up then yeah you're gonna have a hard time giving yourself grace pookie but it's like you have to think about it like this what I would say is put some respect on you and put some respect on your inner child maybe do some inner child work because um, 
think about like what I've been doing that really helps me is I have a picture and it needs to be a picture of yourself when you were young that you have a distinct memory attached to. It's just that's important. Like can't just be no regular regular. Like you don't you bet you don't even remember yourself doing that. It needs to be a picture of you as a child that you have a distinct memory attached to. And then looking and be like, now would you talk to her like that? Would you talk to him like that? Would you talk to them like that? Because if you wouldn't, that means, hey, baby, we need to lighten up. We need to give ourselves some grace. Because if you wouldn't talk to little you like that and they're still inside of you, I mean, we're doing a lot of damage. So I think that's the first step is doing that. And when you honor yourself enough to be like, you know what, I'm trying. I am trying. No, I don't have it all together. No, I'm not perfect. But if you can commit, and this is something that, funny enough, I heard this saying back in the day of my uh, Forex days, is grow 1% daily. Yes, I've lived a life. I've done a lot. Uh, okay, uh, to story for another time. But uh, give, I'm getting hot, so I know I'm saying something that someone needs. Um, give, if you can commit to being 1% better, like every single day. And the only person... Part of giving yourself grace too is stopping comparison because the only person you need to compare yourself to is the person you were yesterday. If you can best the person you were yesterday in 1% in any sector of life, celebrate that, give yourself grace, talk to yourself nicely. Talk to me nice, okay, like Dreamdoll said. And then, you know, it starts to kind of evolve over time. Also, um, when you do that inner child work, Part of giving yourself grace is giving yourself rest, is allowing yourself to do things that your inner child would like to do. Those parts of yourself that you feel like you can't do shit because you're an adult now and you've got X, Y, and Z and A, B, C, one, two, three to do, you know, schedule time to play, schedule time to rest. That's my spiel on that. Ooh, you got to you you over here putting down that magic okay i see you you know i do what i can i do what i can pops collar sheesh it's funny that you mentioned the whole uh the looking at a picture of you when you were younger thing because i don't i didn't look at a picture of myself when i was younger but one thing that i do and when i do this with like a lot of my clients when they're like starting like self self-love work and stuff like that and trying to like appreciate themselves and give themselves room and space i'll typically sit them in front of a mirror and have them talk to themselves and like mm-hmm. let that inner voice out because for the most part we don't see ourselves as people because we live our lives in first person so it's like yeah. if you stop and like sit down and look at yourself in the mirror it kind of like breaks that and you can actually sit down and like realize what you're saying and how you're saying it to yourself and that to me like it helps acknowledge like you are a person too you have to give yourself space you have to give yourself love the same stuff you give everybody else in the world you have to give it to yourself first because without giving it to yourself there is no more you for anybody else mirror work is really important that's a good one i I didn't think to say that that's really (laughs) really important also it came back your inner child evolves and grows so at some point you'll heal the lessons of your inner child and you will need to go to your inner preteen at some point you will go from your inner preteen and need to go to your inner teenager and let me tell you when you get to your inner teenager be ready for war 
be ready because at that point now we're ready to knock stuff over now we're rebelling now we there's all that stuff comes back up so it's that it's a journey and mirror work will definitely support you in that as well mm-hmm. affirmations and structure your affirmations like <laughs> i see this all the time we don't need to say not or i'm not going to do this or I'm, i know it's like i am this i am that you know speak the do the things in in present tense as if you already have it even if you feel like you aren't beautiful i am beautiful and after saying i'm not pretty isn't getting you anywhere you know i took a um a workshop that hp did this is like maybe last year sometime i believe but it was like a um an inner child healing workshop that they offer and one of the things that I really liked about it is that they kind of gave prescriptions because it was like a very small intimate group of us and they gave prescriptions for an inner child ulcer and I know that's really been helping me like just getting things that spark that inner child like kind of like I think Chanel was saying like, yeah, I can't remember which one he got over but um, just kind of like feeding that inner child like Bruh, just because we're grown don't mean that our child with you there. Like that's part of the duality of life. Like you'll be grown, but it's just like we're not here to not have an experience. And so I feel like for people who may struggle with things like affirmations or things of that nature, like child, get you a coloring book, get you get you some Legos, get you know what I'm saying? Like period. Baby, go ahead, get you get you a paint set. Go ahead, get you some Play-Doh. It don't even have to be anything crazy. Go for a walk, go for a run outside, go swing. Baby, do all the stuff that like little you would love. Eat the things little you would love. Cause sometimes we don't eat that stuff or eat that way because we're grown now. But if you know, like one one of my things that I used to really enjoy, I don't do it with craft mac and cheese or, or anything, but it used to be mac and cheese and broccoli. Like that was such a simple like combination, but my inner child really loves that shit. So sometimes I need to sit down and do that. Another thing that I do, if you if you watch anime and you watch cartoons like me as a as a grown person, Saturday morning cartoon Saturday Rising yo, I'm only saying yo. Saturday morning because we know about Saturday morning cartoons otherwise I would have said Saturday Saturday Rising but you know Chanel, what I'm saying stay out of my head because I was just about to bring that up because the way that I will like hold off on watching certain animes because I want to watch them on Saturday morning when I ain't got nothing to do with a bowl of cereal and uh, specifically the cereal specifically the cereal and for me I don't know about y'all but I got Captain Crunch in my bowl hey <sighs> See, I still got to be a little bit healthy, so I don't have cap and crunch. I got that uh, honey bunch of the votes, but yeah, no. if it, it, it fills the fills the soul or um, this is a completely different sidebar. Um, I know for the people out here who are like trying to change their eating habits, trying to do all of this stuff, they make those same things for like that we used to love in a gluten free version. If you sure have a magic spoon, give her a shot. She's real good, expensive, but give her a shot. Um, and if you was a corn dog kid like me, Morningstar makes a really good uh, veggie corn dog. It's delicious. I'm gonna have some after this, actually. I hated corn dogs as a child. <laughs> what did they do to you? Well, remember how I said I don't like sauces, so there's that. But I also was just like, why? Why is this? This they were never cooked appropriately. I was like, I don't, I don't like texture, like the bread text, texture. Mm-hmm. Couldn't do it. I don't like up. pigs in a blanket for that reason either. 
Now, I don't like pigs in a blanket because the biscuit dough is always undercooked. Oh my God, I don't know if y'all had this at your school, but it used to be this like a pancake wrapped in a sausage thing. Now that I would eat. That I would eat. See, we are so different because that hated it. Wow, that's crazy. It's, that it's, one actually slapped. <laughs> it's it's The sausage was always like super, super, super salty. And then the pancake was like overly sweet. So I'm like, even as a kid, I'm like, this is, this tastes like, this tastes like throw up. I'm screaming, not throw up. <laughs> uh, I used to be there dunking that, that thing and that, that maple syrup happy. Like, but that was like them public school lunches. Like, oh yeah, you know, if I could separate yeah. it, it was great. We saying all of this stuff, just having a conversation about this is also healing my inner child because it just, it puts me back there and it's like, it brings back those good memories. And it's not like, yeah, my childhood was not the greatest, but there was like little pockets of like, oh, this was fun. This was enjoyable. This was something like nice. And it's like, I think that's where like a lot of people get overshadowed when it comes to like healing their inner child. They focus on only the negatives and they don't understand and appreciate the positives that were there. And I don't know about like, if you're listening and you were born, before 2000, your inner child wants you to go touch some grass, babe. <laughs> they want you to go outside, go play kickball with your friends. Okay, try to try to set up a kickball league. Go go do something outdoors. Go mm-hmm. Run, go cartwheel, go summer. Okay, if you can't cartwheel, hit a good somersault in the grass. I promise you, you will start laughing. Like, and you would laugh even if you try a cartwheel and you realize, damn, I don't, I don't got it like I used to no more. But mm-hmm. that was fun. Try it. Like, if you used to roller skate, go ahead and pick them up. It's fun. You might fall a couple times, but uh, get on it. Okay. I want to go skating so bad. We need to make that happen. <laughs> yes, we could do that. Like chalk, paint, the little hopscotch joint. Yo, if you used to be the person with the hula hoop, I got a hula hoop right now that lights up. I'd be outside with it. Yo, let, let me tell you something real quick. Um, I was saying for y'all to go with that uh, the skates. I don't do that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, well, listen, I will say that I have not been the roller skater that roller skates on the quads. I skate skate on the inlines because, yeah, but I want to be the person who is devoted to learning the quads because I want to get my own uh, skates and customize them. And this is all inspired inspired by my mutual on, on, on TikTok. L-I-L-A West Coast. I say it like that because I still don't know if it's Lila West Coast or Lila West Coast and I just don't like mispronounced stuff. But y'all go give them a follow because they got all the roller skating tea. I think another thing that like really does help like your inner, ah, your helps your inner child is like when you have people who hold space for you like this. Because it's like just having the conversations and just talking about like all of this stuff or just like planning it. I don't know about y'all, but I'm sitting here, but like I'm genuinely smiling because it's like reminding me of being happy as a kid. I kind of hung up on that for a minute, like especially with me being the oldest in our friend group. Like I had a realization the other day. I was like, oh my God, y'all made me feel so young at heart. But I looked at it as a not a bad thing at one point, but like it was a point where I'm like, damn, I'm all. You are not that much older than me. Don't do that. No, but it's something with being the oldest. Like, I'm always the oldest. Always. Just, God, you know, I can't say much of nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I can't say nothing, you know. I'm going to be quiet because I know my age. 
Listen, I turned 30 in a couple weeks. Oh, sidebar, because I didn't say shit about shit. Um, welcome to Pisces season, y'all. I'm not really excited. I'm excited for you because you're my resident favorite Pisces. But, um, no, I, um, Saturn, Saturn moves into Pisces and my Saturn return begins. So, and, and it moves into Pisces on the 8th. I am not really prepared for this, but you know, here we are. I mean, at least it won't be my exact Saturn return. It won't be exact this year, but still, this let stuff me, can be felt. Let me just say this. Um, I feel like you are in a much better spot for your Saturn return than I was. So I feel like you will be a little bit better off than a lot of other people when they go into their Saturn return. Just You're a lot me. more aware about what you need to do during it i woke up like a couple months into my saturn return i was like shit i'm here fuck i forgot mm-hmm. and it didn't help with me because my saturn is a capricorn like bruh how do you think that saturn being at home and assigned is no it's not like we're held to a whole different standard like i feel like it's like if your parent is like your teacher they hold you to a higher degree absolutely I mean, it's just more so Saturn being Pisces is my seventh house. So I'm not really, I'm like, uh, okay, great, great, great. More relationship things. But it doesn't always have to be bad. I don't think it's going to be bad, to be honest. I feel like it's going to be beautiful, but I'm just, I'm a little nervous about all of the the shifts that will happen but I feel like I've been doing my best to do the work because I'm tired of getting my ass beat like I I feel like I got my ass beat very early in life and it just kept going and then I was just dragged under the bus for years and now I'm like we're here we're we're not trying to do that again but I was that a lot of that was my fault too some of it definitely wasn't but yeah (laughs) I like how we started off talking about what these people need to be talking to us about and then we still transitioned into like, oh yeah, yeah. Let's talk about healing your inner child. Okay, while I'm currently on Instacart ordering toaster strudels. <laughs> Babe, I'm eating Oreos right now. This is like, this is not for adult me. This is for young me. He loved yes. these things, babe. Oh, I love the toaster strudel in the morning before school. I couldn't really uh, go for a Twinkie, but it's fine. Twinkie. I used to, I used to violate Twinkies, yo. Like I really did. Those were. Like that. I used to I buy like Twinkies, the strawberry shortcake things, the little zebra cakes. Like I used I don't, to fuck all of them up. I really do not like the word violate standing next to Twinkies. Oh, sorry. I do, my bad. My bad. I won't think about it. <laughs> well, I, I I mean, the other word I would have used is devour and that's really no better. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'll take devour over violate any day. Okay. But there was there was a banana Twinkie that was like <laughs> it had me in a chokehold in high school. Wait yeah. a minute, you said in high school? Yeah, they were they actually had some like banana ones, but we could only get them from this one store down here that had like. Chanel, how old are you again? I am twenty seven. Twenty seven. Okay. Okay, that would make sense because I remember those, but I was in college, so. <laughs> I was yeah, they only, came and they went. It was on. It's only two years difference. So I'm like, I saw those and I was like, I'm never gonna eat that because 
me and bananas was beefing back in the day oh no me and bananas have always been like this <laughs> my thing was like growing up in the hood liking bananas as a gay black boy well yeah you know when you add context like that <laughs> it, was a, it was a third part it was very much so you got to stay away from things that look um very phallic not phallic <laughs> yeah I, I psychologyed my way into hating bananas when I was younger. I was like, oh, they taste nasty. You're good damn well. Man, it, it, it got to the point where I genuinely did like not like the taste of them because I had told myself so long like that they're nasty. So it's like, um, I don't know who I'm saying this for. Um, a lot of the stuff that you probably didn't like as a kid give it a shot now with an open mind because you most likely just didn't enjoy it because you didn't want to enjoy it. It was forced for you. We ain't even got to dive into that today. Mm-hmm. The way I despise Brussels sprouts. Ugh. Yo, I, it's for the same reason. Like, my mother tried to keep me at the table one day and I was like, you can't leave until you eat all your food. And the Brussels sprouts was there on the table when she woke up with me sleep at the dinner table. Because That's I was nice. like, I'm they stink they're nasty they're bitter i don't understand why we're doing this and from that point my mother kind of looked and was like oh you were serious and she never presented them to me again because i was like i eat vegetables you see me eat all these other vegetables i I was not the kid who had a problem with veggies i loved veggies Mm -hmm. as a kid so for me to not like it and i'm telling you i tried it i you saw me chew i don't like it and you gonna try to force me no i sat right there at the table never again for me it was also sprouts and peas I love peas. Oh my god! As a kid, I hated peas. I'm over here racking my brain. I was like, "There's a vegetable that I could not stand as a kid because they kept trying to make me eat them with my meatloaf. It was peas. I hated them things. But now, me and peas are cool. In small doses, we good. We eat them when they're mixed with other things. But like, just to take a spoonful of peas and pop it in my mouth, that will. Never... I could do that. I could eat a bag full of peas, honestly. But it's all about to me what I'm like seasoning with, because I'm not just eating peas that are out here unseasoned. Like, I also have like a very controversial who do take, <laughs> because I know the girls are gonna be upset when I say this. Because of my childhood, I, to this day, hate black eyed peas. I'm sorry. I, mm, passionately. I know. I can't I know. say that I hate black eyed peas. You know what? I don't know if I like black eyed peas or not. Black eyed peas are always one of those things that I look at and I'm like, mm. it's it's a chop for me. <laughs> like, Maybe they get you cooked. Maybe you ain't got to look at me like that. I get it. Like I, like I said, does it like, do I like them? No. Will I eat them because I have to? Yes. There's a difference. <laughs> I know what comes with eating them, so I eat them once a year. Poor shame. I've cooked them like so they were on the altar for New Year's, but I didn't eat any of them. But that was also I really truly wanted to, but we ended up leaving to go over my mother's house. So, and then when we got back, they was in the fridge. I forgot about them. They went back. No, didn't eat them yet. But you know, I will try them because I don't really know what my stance is on black eyed peas. They have to be seasoned properly. I will say that, like the seasoning is is key. With most beans, I feel like 
I need to give it a shot of cooking it myself and then I'll probably like it because oh my god when my mom when I was younger my mom would be like you need to eat a spoonful of black eyed peas I was like I don't want to I would be in shambles I'm crying I'm like why I gotta eat this (laughs) like I don't want this I am a four why are you making me eat these things lady I get it now (laughs) but back in the day like mm -mm, nah all right, y'all, we're going to have to wrap this episode of the Chaos Cousins up. Um, one of us has to hit the road real soon, so we don't want to make them late. Take care of y'all mental health. Take care of each other. With that being said, we are the Chaos Cousins. Y'all have a good one. Peace. Peace.